0: Thanks for joining us. We love getting to share the message of God's grace with the entire world. If his message has impacted your life, would you share your testimony with us by emailing it to stories at graceorlando.com. We love to hear what God is up to. You can also give in support of this ministry by going to our website and clicking on the give button at graceorlando.com. Thanks again. All right. Hey, uh, Pastor Matt did a wonderful job last week. I really enjoyed that from uh, up north as well. Um, God is a good shepherd. I mean, I needed to hear that. I I think you always can use a message like that to remember that he's guiding us. He's leading us, you know, by still waters. I always picture those, that imagery, you know, of just, uh, of rest that he's leading us through. So Pastor Matt, thank you very much. That was awesome. God is a good shepherd. Now today I'm going to, I'm going to steal from Pastor Clark a little bit and, and, and he did a a sermon once on how God is omni. And I want to, I want to kind of tap into that a little bit okay God is omni if I was going to introduce you to God right this would be a very very major thing about him and he is omni God is omni I remember uh when I was a I was a kid I was probably about eight years old I remember sitting in my in my bed I can still remember it was our bunk bed and that in that house y'all built and I remember sitting there and, and and my dad was at the door at the door probably just trying to close it you know get the kids to bed you know how that goes uh always got to have a last minute question and I was like dad I got a good one here. Who created God, you know? (laughs) Perfect time right before bed, you know, let's just open that up. Who created God? I remember my dad just saying, he goes, well, Javen, God has just always been. Does that still mess with anybody else? Like, I mean, I'm 41. I think I was 8 then. Like, I still haven't wrapped my head around that. Like, God is not a created being. He's not like us. He's something totally different. He's never surprised. He's never caught off guard. He, he never discovers a, a new thing that he forgot about. Or he, he does, he's not like us in this way. Instead, the Bible says that he just makes things new. But everything that he makes new, you have to understand, he still already knew about it. The experience is not like you and I when we have discovery. <laughs> he fully knew it before it was there, before it was a thing. Like, he's not created, and he instead creates. And so I want to I talk about this, this. God is omni. Deuteronomy 10.17 says, The Lord your God is the God of gods, and the Lord of lords, the great... <clears throat> The mighty and the awesome God who does not show partiality, nor does he take a bribe. He's not, he's, not, he's not like the gods that we create, is he? He's not like our superheroes. Right now we're working through all the Marvel movies at home. Uh, we were having kids during that entire span of like 200 movies that came out apparently. So we're getting caught up on all of it right now. And can I tell you, it's hilarious. All of these awesome superheroes, they've always got a fatal flaw, don't they? You know, Superman has kryptonite. You know, we always build it right in because we relate to that, right? Our gods have flaws, and here is God saying that I'm the type. I don't need anything. I, I'm, I'm omni, <laughs> I have no needs. I, I'm not. I'm not waiting for you in any way. God is totally different. He is Omni. He is the Great I Am. Now, I want to relay a story to you. I, I am not Omni. Okay, that's not shocking to anybody here. We're not Omni at all. And this past week, I was in Alabama, and I really felt the pull of not being Omni as I'm talking about God. Okay, so uh, I'm up in Alabama, and I get this phone call, and it's my brother, and he says, "Hey." Uh, I probably should have called and asked beforehand. It's always good when the phone call starts off that way. Uh, and he says, I'm at your house and I'm just, I'm just reading. Can I, can I sit in your house and read? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's awesome. And so he goes, but quick question, he goes, uh, before you guys left, um, did, did you guys leave a bag of bagels on the floor, you know, in the kitchen? And I'm like, well, no, not purposefully at least. And he goes, well, he goes, here's the thing, a bagel is actually out of the bag on the floor and it's got bite marks all around it. So I'm sitting here going, what? <laughs> Now, I'm sure I didn't do that, and I say, and he goes, well, one more thing. He says, uh, you don't have a pet, do you? I said, no, I don't have a pet. He goes, okay, because he goes, I could have swore I heard something scamper off, you know, the moment I came into your house. <clears throat> I'm nine hours away. I'm feeling very anxious in this moment. You can imagine, right, the fact that I'm not omni. I'm like, I just want to be there and find whatever rodent or whatever's in my house. I'm going to save you some time. It's a squirrel, okay, <laughs> Oh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about squirrels, okay? So my mom, she's here today, and she's a hero. My dad's a hero. They were so loving. My mom had the idea of putting, I think y'all put a full spread in there, sunflower seeds, a little bag, a little water in this cage, you know, that they put in my house to try to catch this thing, because you're not going to catch a squirrel. And so uh, sure enough, uh, the next morning, they found the squirrel, let him out by the tennis courts, and all should be well, right? Except that when I get home, I learn some valuable things about squirrels. Number one. They poop as fast as they eat, folks. <laughs> I spent eight hours yesterday cleaning my entire house. I have cleaned more squirrel poop and urine than I ever want to ever think about ever again. Why am I telling you this? Because God is omni, and I am not, and I am not all-powerful. And when I was far away, and I was... And I was I was feeling so helpless with this squirrel terrorizing my house. Oh, by the way, it ate through all of our blinds in the front part of the house as well. We were about, we're, I think we're up to about 800 dollars worth of damage, okay? From a squirrel. A squirrel. I don't like squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> but I am not omni. God is omni. Look at how he talks, look at how he talks to Moses here. Exodus chapter 3. Moses says to God, Behold, I'm going, to, I'm going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them. This is what Moses is, She's trying to figure out what to say. The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, what is his name? What am I going to say to them? And God says to Moses, I am who I am. <laughs> Keep in mind, he's staring at a burning bush, you know what I mean? He's sitting here, he's like, okay, listen, this sounds awesome. I'm going to go back, I'm going to tell everybody, all this kind of stuff. He's had this experience with God. God says, I am who I am. Thus you will say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God, furthermore, said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my memorial name to all generations. This is the name he is giving himself forever and ever to be known by. I am. To say I am is to say God is omni. These two thoughts could go together. I am. God is omni. Now, look, this word omni is a Latin word, okay? And it's one that really only started getting used some hundreds of years ago, okay? But this idea is found all over Scripture in three different ways. We have omnipresent, which means all everywhere. This word omni means all. So God is all everywhere. He's omniscient in the sense that he is all-knowing, okay? He knows everything, but he knows it in a way that you and I uh, don't experience knowledge. Uh, He is omnipotent, if you will, omnipotent. I know it's omnipotent, but it's more fun to say omnipotent, isn't it? He's omnipotent, okay, you can just smell him. Anyway, no, he's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Listen to this, Ephesians 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Just, just reread that again. Think about that for a second. Where are you going where God isn't? Where, where, what can God not do, right? He's everywhere in everything. Look, I, I don't know if you think when you pray that God is hes somewhere up there, somewhere, you know, sitting on a throne and you're all the way down here. I, I don't know if you think that heaven is going to be a, a staircase, you know, a stairway to heaven or something. I don't know what your thoughts on all of this stuff is. But let me just tell you, what you just read says that he is all, everywhere, in all power, in all knowledge, he's omni. Oh, our minds have to grow in this area. We've got to see him for who he really is. We once thought he was far away, and then Jesus showed us that, no, God is with you. <laughs> you want to know where God is? He's not far at all, Jesus would say. No, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. Why? Because God is omni. He's everywhere. And take a look at what this means for us. Number one, he's everywhere at once. He's omnipresent. This word omni all and present Uh, Presos is the the Latin here. And it means uh, he's all everywhere he is. So everywhere God is, he's all there, okay? (laughs) I don't know if you've ever had someone who was not all there with you in the moment, okay? So maybe they were on their phone. I once had somebody I was working for, and I explained everything to them, and they were on their phone, and later said I didn't have any kind of ideas. And I thought, well, if you were all here with me, right? You were on your phone, right? All here. God is always here listening he's always present with you look at what look at what solomon says he 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 built this temple he fulfills david's dream right he builds this beautiful temple and look at what he says about this will god indeed dwell on the earth behold heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you how much less this house which i have built oh this is not where god lives this building there's nothing special about this place And yet we we defend that a lot, don't we, in our culture. No, God's not in a building or a temple, no matter how beautiful it is. It can't contain him. Acts 17, 24, the God who made the world and all the things in it, he is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not dwell in temples made with hands. That's not God. No, that's the gods that we create that sit on a a little pedestal somewhere. God is all. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's always present love in your life. Jeremiah 23 says this Am I a God who is near, declares the Lord, and not a God that's far off? Can a man hide himself in hiding places so that I do not see him? Do I not fill the heavens and the earth? Man, God is everywhere. You can't run from him, you can't hide. He is everywhere. God is all. The, in, the infinite is something fascinating to think about. I don't know if you ever think about the infinitely big and the infinitely small, but I thought we'd have a little fun today. Uh, I'm going to put up a picture here. I don't know if you guys saw this this week. This, this picture was taken by Hubble. I mean, just a, you know, another Hubble picture. We're getting so used to these, I feel like, but look at that. Just take a look at this. This is a, it's called a fluffy spiral galaxy, okay, so it's similar to ours, it's just more fluffy for whatever that means, uh, but what's awesome about this is when you think about how massive this is, see, this is, this is a, a galaxy of one of, of many, of millions and billions of galaxies, and where we live, if this was us, if this was the Milky Way, would be on just one of the armbands, our little solar system exists right there. And just to get an idea of just the vastness of space and how big it is, I want you to imagine hopping in your Tesla, okay? You get in your Tesla and you're gonna gun it. And you're gonna just try to get from Earth to the Sun, okay? And anyone want to take a guess at how long that might take you? How many of y'all think it might take uh, 100,000 years? Nobody. Okay, Teslas are pretty cool. Hey, actually, it would take you 176 years, okay? 176 years, think about the amount of generations that would take just to drive from here to there. Now, if we hopped in the Apollo 10, which traveled at 25,000 miles an hour, it would still take us, I have to actually look at this, it would take us 156 days to reach the sun, traveling at 25,000 miles an hour, okay? Just to get some kind of an idea of how big this picture is you're looking at. That's just in our solar system, not a galaxy, right? And yet, it takes sunlight a little over eight minutes to get to us. Like, just let that sink in for how fast that happens, right? We're not even taking into equation in this picture and all of space—the pulsars, uh, pol- excuse me, uh, pulsars, the quasars, all of these different. I'm making up new things. Uh, these these awesome powers that be out there. And yet, there's also the infinitely small right? They just discovered this week as well, and I thought this was fascinating, put this picture up for you. In our minds, okay, if you were to imagine every single time that you make a decision, every single time you have a new thought, they're discovering that that basically, if you kind of think of it like Jenga blocks, like your brain kind of begins to build this structure within your mind, and then as soon as you make the decision, like a sandcastle, it just crumbles back down to the ground. And and this is happening just all in, in 11 different dimensions, okay? Just imagine that from moment just for one thought just for one decision that you had 11 different dimensions were created and destroyed in a fraction of a second and you know what's amazing is even there God is there <laughs> in the infinitely big he's there oh and in the infinitely small he is there listen if you are someone who is struggling with mental illnesses so many people that are so close to me are and I love Right, you need to hear me and you need to know that God is there. He is there even in the places that don't make any sense. He's there. God is all. <laughs> He's also all-knowing, omniscient, omniscience, right? science being this idea or knowledge. Isaiah 55 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways, uh, your, nor your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth... So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Boy, just think about that for a second. Romans 8 says that only the Spirit truly knows the depths of God. Only the Spirit truly understands His ways. His thoughts are so much higher. His ideas so much higher. When we try to problem solve, when we try to fix our lives and, and fix situations, why would we not? Turn our eyes and attention first to him and get his take. Because he's not just knowledge in the way that you and I know it, but he has experienced every single bit of it. (laughs) He knows it firsthand. Even sin itself, he became. He's experienced everything. So when we say he's all knowledge, oh, he's always been all knowledge. Psalm 147, he counts the number of stars. He gives names to all of them. Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. His understanding is infinite. He didn't just create a star. Did you see that picture? That was one galaxy. He didn't just create one star, but he actually created it, named it, knows every little bit about it and all of us he knows every single hair on your head i don't know if you've ever tried to count your hairs but well, as i'm getting older it's getting easier but and i don't know if you've ever tried but you can't you'll never get there and yet god knows every single one of them aw tozer said it this way god knows every possible item of knowledge concerning everything that exists or could have existed anywhere in the universe at any time in the past or that may exist in the centuries or ages yet unborn. In other words, there's nothing he doesn't know. Is that a comforting thought to you? He knows every single thing about you. He knows every single thing you're ever going to do. He already knew it before he even created you. The Bible said he knew you before he formed you. You know what that means? He didn't know like, well, I hope he turns out okay. No, he knew you. <laughs> He knew what you would do on your best days. He knew what you would do on your worst days. And he said, I love this person so much, I'm creating them. God knew you. He knows you exhaustively. He knows every squirrel and uh, what they're capable of. <laughs> okay. Lastly, he's all-powerful. Let's talk about omnipotent, okay, for a minute. Omnipotent. All right. <laughs> Omnipotens, okay? It's the Latin. See, it's a Latin thing. You think I'm just being silly. Uh, Omnipotent. Colossians says it this way about being all-powerful. Colossians 1.16. For by him, all things were created both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things, and in him, all things hold together. He's infinite (laughs) in every single way. Think about this. How many times do you find yourself believing that God can't do something? Right? Well, that would be so great, but that would take a miracle. Well, that's what he does. Like, God can do that. He can do everything. God is all-powerful. Look at Psalm 147. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. The Lord delights in those who fear or are in awe of him who put their hope in what? His unfailing love. He's so powerful, he can't fail. He's so powerful, he can't lose. This is our God. This is who we are children of, and this is the house that we are a part of. God is omni, which is Latin for all. But I want you to catch something, because when we read Scripture, we often talk about the Greek. You know how the Greeks would say this? Latin, God is omni. The Greeks would say, God is full. (laughs) He's full. Now, this is going to start making some real important connections for us. God is not just omni in the sense of some kind of greatness in that sense, but he's also full, and if you know this word, we we talk about it a lot around here, it's play and it means this, completed, full, perfected. God is always completed, full, and perfected. He is always completely, fully, and perfectly all of these things. He's omni. And he is full. Now I'm going to play a game, and I brought some help here this morning. So you you kiddos, come on up on the stage. You ready to play a game? Come on up on the stage. Yeah, sure. All right. These are my three kids. Please give them a round of applause so they don't feel too awkward up here. Thank you. Hi, guys. Okay, we're doing hugs. Now, over here we've got this ball pit. Now hold on. Stay right here. Stop, stop, stop. When I say go, I'm going to let you come over here. And you can pick up as many of those as you can carry, okay? You can't put them in your shirt. You have to just use your hands. You're going to have five seconds to put as many of them in your hands as possible and come back over here. Whoever has the most will get some money. Does that sound good? On your mark, get set, go. One, two, three, four, five. Watch the dresses. Okay. (laughs) Let's see what we got. All right, Asher, you got three on it. I think you won it by a long shot. Okay. All right, go. let, let me ask you a question before you, before you go. If I gave you guys a chance to go back to get more, would you do it? Yes. Why? Because I want more. Because you want more? <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I'll tell you what. How about you guys go put all those balls back over there, and I will give you guys each a prize. So this is straight from your piggy bank. Enjoy it. Uh, There's $2 there for each of you guys. You guys can go ahead and go back to grandma that way. Wow. Share. Don't walk off the front of the stage, please. Okay. Those are my children. Did you notice something? When given the opportunity to go back, there was no doubt. Oh, yeah, we want to go back for more. Why? We're we're, we're all that way. Why? Because there's more. Let me me use this illustration as a really, really important point for us. This is not how our Father works. This is not how God works. See, we we get it in our heads that there's always more. I got to get more God, right? I got to get more of His Spirit. I got to get more of His presence. I got to get more. That's not how God works because God is full. (laughs) He's full. And he gives what he's full of to you so that you will be full. Because if you're full, you're never going to go back. Oh, you don't need to go get more. Why? Because you have it all. You have all of him. Do you see it? What he is full of is what he has given to you fully. Colossians 1.19 says this. Ephesians 4.7 says this. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Of Christ, what he has given his son, he's given to you. There's no more. Jesus isn't having to go get more either. He's full. God is omni. God is full, and he's fully given himself to you. He's given all of his omniscience, all of his uh, omnipotence, all of this he's given to you. Jesus would say this He'd say, You know, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and he was glad. And so the Jews said to him, how in the world is that possible? You're, you're not even 50 years old. And Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. Before he was, I am. I am fully, I am. Job says this in response to seeing how massive God is. This is how probably all of us feel at one point in time. What is man that you would magnify him? And that you are concerned about him, that you examine him every morning and try him in every moment. Will you never turn your gaze away from me, nor let me alone until I swallow my spittle? God, how is it that you care about us? How how is this how Job feels? Because he didn't understand, right? The songs that we sung today about being children of God, Job didn't get that at all. But, but all of us, even those of us that get grace, those of us that get his love and all of that, don't you find yourself still sometimes wondering, God, you can't care about everything that I do, right? You can't care about all of the little meaningless things. God, surely you don't care about all my bills, you know? Hey, this is how we think, and yet God proves, no, he does. He cares about every single one of those things, and, it's, and, and in fact answered every single prayer you would ever answer 2,000 years before you even asked it. Think about every single prayer you're ever going to ask. He already answered it on that cross. He already answered it in the giving of Jesus. Jesus answered every single prayer you'll ever, you'll ever, ever need. Check this out in Ephesians 1. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also the one to come, He put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. Catch this. Which is his body, the what? The fullness of him who fills all in all. Oh, we we don't see ourselves the way we should. (laughs) We need to see ourselves the way he sees us, which is we are the body, the very fullness of God. This is what God is doing in the world. This is what he's he's adding to, what he's absolutely full of. Ephesians 3.19 would say it this way. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to what? The power that works within us. God is omni. He is not far from you. He's not left you without the ability. He's not not done anything that we commonly associate with him except all things powerful, good, and creative. I don't know. I even think about just the fact that he's always with me. He's with you in your worst moment. He's right there, lovingly beside you, lovingly, really. We're all tied in together, aren't we? Jesus... uh, has this moment after the cross, and we're going to wrap this up here. Um, Imagine what the disciples were feeling having lost Jesus, what they thought. They thought they lost him. He comes back. he, He rises from the dead. He visits a couple times. And these guys are out now on the boat. It's late. Daybreak is starting. The sun's coming up. And they've been out fishing all night long. I mean, imagine, I, I don't like to fish really. I mean, my father-in-law tries to get me to go, you know, and I go out there and embarrass myself because, you know, I just can't fish. I don't know. I don't like to even touch the fish. Like, I don't want to, I just, it's just not my thing, you know. These guys did it all night long and didn't catch anything. I don't know if you've ever felt like that this week, <laughs> last week, this month, this year. 2020, it's the roaring, tw- wait, What? <laughs> just happened right and maybe you feel a lot like those fishermen where you go God I don't know where you are right now I, I'm on this boat we've been fishing all night we've been doing the things we were supposed to do and yet there's no return and all of a sudden this awesome moment happens where somebody calls out from the shore and everybody everyone turns their eyes and and they hear him say this children you don't have any fish do you And he already knew the problem why he's omni he's full he already knew the issue and he says, you don't have any fish, do you? And they say, no, we, we, we haven't caught anything. And he says, why don't you toss the net on the other side and you'll have a catch. He knew. <laughs> Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord, because when they went to go haul in these fish, It was more fish than they could possibly carry. Honestly, I I wonder if on record it's the most fish ever caught because the net didn't break. It stretched out and stretched out and stretched out to catch more fish than they could possibly even haul in. And when they get to the shore, you know what happens. Jesus is already there and he's got a breakfast planned and he has them sit down and he just wants to talk and he wants to share and he wants to have time with them. And the net was not torn. I love that last little part in my notes here. The net was not torn. I don't know what we're all going through in this room, but all of us are going through stuff. And I can tell you right now that the key is not to put your mind and your sp- your, your, all of your energy on the problem itself. But focus on God who is omni, who is with you, who is in you, who is all-powerful in every single way, who answered all of your prayers 2,000 years ago. Put your eyes on the shore and see the one who calls you by name, who knows every hair on your head or lack thereof. That's our God, and that's who loves us, and that's who, the Bible says in Romans 8, placed his spirit within us, that even when you don't know what to pray, he prays for you. And the Bible says that the spirit prays in such a way that it's like a sigh. You ever just take a sigh? Take a sigh and just remember that the spirit is always praying for you, always. First John 3, 19 through 20. will know by this that we are of the truth and will assure our heart before him in whatever our heart condemns us. For God is greater than our heart and knows all things. He's greater than our heart and he knows all things. Father, this morning, I pray that even for those of us that are fully, fully engaged in love with you, oh, Spirit, I pray that you would just continue to open up the eyes of our hearts even further. Let us see more and more and more of how awesome you are. God, we're never going to get more of you. (laughs) But Lord, let us mature as a people that believe and see and walk in the truth. Lord, I believe that you are bringing in a tremendous number of sheep. Lord, I believe there are so many that during this time who are hurting, are turning their eyes to you. And I pray that they find the true gospel, a gospel that's finished, a gospel that is full and fully in us. Lord, in whatever we're facing in this room or on the live stream, we trust you because you are I am. You are reality itself and you are love. Would you stand with me this morning? Let's engage.